Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money and the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. We're only two weeks into the new month of March and already Asia's benchmark stock index erased all of its gains for the year as financials extended the route triggered by the implosion of Silicon Valley Bank. The MSCI Asia Pacific Index dropped nearly 2% with Japanese banks among the biggest drags on the gauge. And the measure is now down more than 8% from this year's high on January. January 27th, nearing a technical correction. And so, is March now a worse month compared to what we saw in February? Will Asian markets be able to recover? Well, joining us on the phone today is Ben Luke, who is a senior multi-asset strategist at State Street Global Markets. Ben, welcome to the show. Hello, Hong Ben. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good as well. Okay, so let's just start off. We're halfway through the month. How are stocks faring at the moment? I wouldn't say they're faring better than February. Yeah, I think um, obviously the the last few days in terms of price actions have been extremely weak for for equities, and and it's obviously been uh, a worries over financial contingent being the biggest risk. And, and that ripple effect into the rest of the other major equity sectors. Uh, in terms of our overall um, arching asset allocation, um, we haven't actually changed much to this view. Yes, we obviously recognize that there's still quite a lot of external headwinds. Um, but when you actually compare where um, earnings are and where equity positioning is, we're still pro bond. Uh, we're still pro stocks at this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, given that, I think a lot of the bonds are still relatively expensive. Um, obviously, uh, I think what we have seen that was very good in terms of um, actions from the Fed and also from the Treasury is actually providing a backstop mm-hmm. in terms of really protecting the depositors and actually not letting um, uh, markets worry that there is going to be this capital flight out of banks and bank run that could obviously be much more of a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. So um, yes, obviously been quite weak, but I think um, it's going to still be a, a pro stock environment once we get this settled out. Okay, okay. So I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that the collapse of SVB is what's moving markets. Um, at the moment, but how is Asian markets uh, faring compared to the ones in the West? Yeah, I think um, what we have seen is slightly different. Obviously, in in the last week, comparing to before, was that um, when we often see um, markets. Repricing obviously a much higher Fed uh, that obviously has led to U.S. yields being a little bit higher, and that obviously led to renewed dollar strength. And mm-hmm. when you obviously look at the situation in Asia, when every time that we do see dollar strength being a factor, it tends to impact capital outflows for Asia, in particular in the equity space. Mm-hmm. This time around, it's different, right? Because we are now obviously seeing um, markets now effectively cutting um, many of the rate hikes that um, that the Fed is going to do at least. In the near term, mm. but that obviously is not enough in terms of really supporting the 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 overall Asian equity market. I still think that the the, the biggest risk once we pass this is um, any type of a renewed dollar strength because that's usually what drives capital flows in and out of our region. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And um, U.S. inflation data, that's also set to be released later tonight. How are markets reacting at the moment? What are investors looking out for tonight? It's pretty important there, I believe. Yeah, so the, the consensus is 0.4% month over month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we run our own daily U.S. inflation uh, in terms of our metrics. It's also very similar. A lot mm-hmm. of the numbers that we run in terms of breaking down individual sectors, um, such as household equipment, mm-hmm. um, some of the housing data that we run, uh, and some of the food and, 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 and energy space as well. We also see month-over-month month readings to be uh, lower uh, at around also 0.4% comparing to last month. I think last month's core PCE being at 0.6% was more of a one-off as opposed to a new trend. Mm-hmm. We still uh, anticipate that U.S. inflation will actually fall. Uh, but I think right now, not a lot of investors are focusing too much on this for now, mm-hmm. given that all the, I would say, di- the attention has been redirected to the SVB. Mm-hmm. But um, I think what, what, what we need to see is not just a, a weak trend from this month, but also in in the next coming two months to actually see a, a firmer deceleration in terms mm-hmm. of prices in the U.S. to allow the Fed to really capitulate. So with, you know, the collapse of SVB coming into light, if the inflation data that signals for more rate hikes to come or the need for more rate hikes, will the Fed continue to just focus on inflation and disregard SVB? It's quite hard to do that at this moment, right? Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think it. what the SVB issue is, it's now um, I would say uh, moving away from just an individual bank mm-hmm. and actually impacting overall the financial sector because mm-hmm. of the fact that financial conditions in uh, as a whole or in aggregate has been far, far tighter comparing to any type of uh, rate hike that you see. Mm-hmm. So for, for the Fed, the near-term action is to manage or stabilize financial conditions because the whole point of actually raising rates is to mm-hmm. tighten financial conditions. What you're seeing right now is even if they don't do any rate hikes, uh, financial conditions are already extremely tight, which is why they can't really separate this issue out. So mm-hmm. um, what, what we are going to see is the, the, inv- the inflation data is, is, is another concern that, mm-hmm. that we need to be mindful of. But I think in the near term, they will focus a lot more, prioritize financial conditions being the, the near term threat. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a repeat of what we've seen last year. Mm-hmm. Um, positioning in many parts of the equity space is much less now, mm-hmm. given that I think a lot of investors have sold already last year. Mm-hmm. And, and, there's, and, and there's still quite a lot of cash, I think, on, on hand in terms of institutional investors waiting for better opportunities. So, okay. so I think that could also help once they see more clarity um, further down the road. Okay, with the current conditions, though, market watchers are now speculating that there could be a halt in rate hikes soon. What are you expecting? Yeah, so we we don't think that's the case. We Mm -hmm. we still think that they will keep their trajectories um, very much in line uh, with with, um, what we're seeing, 25 basis point rate hike this Mm -hmm. month and another 25 basis point rate hike. Mm. Um, that was used, That was our base case, so 50 more basis points until we actually hit the terminal. Mm-hmm. I think what we've seen is that because of those one-off data being very strong uh, in February, mm-hmm. um, uh, markets were just too pessimistic and priced it in too much. Mm. Now, with such, a, with such a turnaround in the SVB issue, 
things suddenly collapse the other way around. I think mm-hmm. um, when you actually spread out how the Fed will, will look at this more on a longer time horizon, we still think that they need to do 25 um, in the coming week and then, and uh, sorry, next week, and then obviously do one more um, in, in May. Okay, okay. But, you know, with the current volatility in markets at the moment, what are some of the trends you're seeing within investors or which assets are they allocating their investments? Yeah, so quite interestingly, I think one of the things that we have been seeing institutional investors do is that they have actually been buying EM Asia. Mm-hmm. In particular, they're actually buying EM equities. Mm. Um, one of the things that we believe is that because just overall positioning is very, very cheap, uh, very, very low, mm-hmm. you also have very, very cheap valuation in many of these stocks. And I think in terms of um, us being in Asia, another key pillar of growth it remains to be whether or not the, the China recovery story can gain traction. And what we have seen, at least in the first two weeks of this month, we're starting to see a little bit more of Chinese data coming through mm-hmm. uh, with better than expected PMI numbers, with better than expected credit numbers. I think all of that is leading us to believe that the recovery is is, is, is moving in the right direction for China. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just need to basically see what else um, is, is up in terms of what the government wants to push through with its stimulus. So I think it's really with that expectation that China will do better alongside with um, Chinese equities mm-hmm. and also EM Asian equities being very cheap and obviously under-owned right now. Mm-hmm. This is why investors are still buying into this trend, even though the likes of obviously developed markets is seeing much bigger of a pain right now. Okay, okay. And before I let you go, do you have any advice for investors trying to invest in the current market? Yeah, I think it's most important to obviously stay diversified. Mm -hmm. Um, What we see in terms of um, our our strategy is quite simple. We think this is a year that um, volatility will remain high. Markets will be very choppy. So one of the ways to navigate this is never take very simple direct bets. What I mean by that is we always tend to focus on relative value strategies, mm-hmm. whether you would do um, short EM versus DM or long EM versus DM. You don't really want to have fully risk on portfolios at this time. It's best to really figure out where f- fundamentals are relatively stronger versus mm. where fundamentals are actually more on the deteriorating side and then try to play through these relative strategies as opposed to just being long only all the time. I see, I see. Well, thank you so much for that, Ben. Thank you again. Thank you. We've been speaking with Ben Luke, who is a senior multi-asset strategist at State Street Global Markets. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.